That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pesky poll podcast episode 66 now today joining me we got two people once again one very important and one less important joining me, me right now is the less important one adam as you see all the time adam, what are you talking about i'm the guy i adam, am the guy i am the major league i'm the captain now no you tried this last episode it didn't work introduce yourself to the people my name is robert shelley i'm host of the the from the uh Pesky Poll Podcast. If you can remember what episode, what show you're on, that'd be great. <laughs> you couldn't nah, even remember. We were talking off script. Listen, joining us today, all right, we have a guy who was drafted by the Red Sox in the second round of the 2017 draft, straight out of high school. His name is Cole Brandon. Now, he just reported to camp down in Florida. I think he said either today or yesterday. I can't remember which he said, but he's... He was so nice to us to be able to work with his schedule, his quarantine schedule. We had a lot of trouble with the Wi-Fi and stuff, so it ended up being an over-the-phone interview, which I hope you guys don't mind too, too much. We made it work as much as we possibly could, but we're recording this after the fact. Adam, that was still an awesome interview, don't you think? Yeah. And Cole, if you're listening, play that song. Play the song that I gave you. Play that. Play it. Same old situation, Motley Crue. You're gonna, hey, you're just, hey, your hey, testosterone levels are no gonna spoilers. be through the roof. No spoilers. You're gonna be all right. No spoilers for the people. All right, all right. All right. They'll see it, but will improve. I it is going to be like that. through the roof. I cannot add that onto this. This is a PG show. You you went that whole interview without saying anything stupid, and then you just do that. Okay, but I will have to edit that out. Future me, remember that. But. Without for the actually, we got to talk about um, the first two games of the season really quick. I want to let you guys get into the interview and please listen to the whole thing. But how do you feel the first two games of the season went really quick? <sighs> it's not been great. Yeah. Today, French, well, one guy who hasn't disappointed because his expectations were so damn low, <laughs> Mr. Franchi Cordero, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Franchi Cordero. Give. 0 for 4 or for, for 4 today. So this episode's being recorded on the 3rd, the day Easter Eve, the yes. day where Happy Easter to everyone to out there. Happy Easter. Um, God bless you guys. Especially to Franchi Cordero. Uh he who needs. went 0 for 4, two strikeouts. This is the guy we traded Andrew Benintendi for. Hey, that give him seventh give, overall. Give these players some time, all right? I know we're 0-2 right now, and I did not have high expectations for this team coming in. I said this team was going to be a 75-77 to 77 win team, but I'm going to give it a week or two before I start getting really pissed at everything. Let these guys jail. We're just getting back to the swing of things. I'm giving them a couple weeks before I really make my harsh judgments. Does that seem you know, fair? Um, Yeah, but, you know, it's interesting how 
the the offense is supposed to be the bright spot of the, of this team. The pitching has been the bright spot of this pitching team. That's been the best. Not even their bullpen. Their bullpen's still trash. The bullpen ain't still sucks. I don't, I don't think we've played the right guys so far. We had Josh Taylor, Austin Bryce. They're not playing the guys long enough either. They, they took up Eovaldi out, out after he was cruising. Mm-hmm. Smooth and, sailing but, for him. Then they take him out. Yeah. All right. So let's get right into the interview. And we will see you guys right after. Because we did, we ended the interview a little abruptly. So we will record an outro. And we will see you guys right after. All right, guys. Joining me today on the phone interview, which is something we haven't done, but we're going to experiment with. Second round pick from the Red Sox in 2017. Just reported down to Florida. Cole Brennan. Cole, is that right? Yeah, Cole. Yep. Just reported. How How's the weather going in Florida? The weather's beautiful, man. It's uh, it's absolutely awesome. I can't wait to get on the field here in a couple days. Man, because right now, because uh, we both go to school up in Massachusetts, it's just starting to get to the point where you can walk outside with a t-shirt. And, man, we are relishing it. Oh, uh, y'all are itching. Y'all are itching to get out, I bet. Oh, absolutely. All right. Without further ado, we'll get right into the interview. So starting off, first thing I wanted to ask you is right from a young age, what was your favorite team growing up? I know you grew up in Georgia, so I'm guessing it's going to be the Braves. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, you know, and I definitely watched the Braves a lot growing up because they're the hometown team for sure. But, and like, I, I was always a guy, like, I really never had a favorite player or like a diehard team growing up. I just love the game and I love baseball and I just love watching it. So it really, it didn't matter to me sometimes who was on. I just wanted to watch it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, going off that, if you didn't have any favorite teams, do you have any favorite players? Um, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, I love watching the, the guys now. I mean, of course you got trout. I mean, the best to do it. I mean, you got, Oh goodness. I, I just like watching all of them to be honest with you. I, I, I mean, really, I don't think I could single out a couple of them like that. Mm. But, uh, but also, I like. I mean, I like watching guys like Tatis, like your flashy guys, even though they're not outfielders. I like. I just like watching those guys play and compete and try to take stuff from them. Watching. I mean, any little thing that I can take, I'm gonna do it. And it's gonna, you know, help me be successful. Exactly. I'm. I'm the same way too. I love the players who aren't necessarily that flashy, but just put in the work to get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, you got those. Those guys, you know, on the big market teams that take a lot of spotlight, of course, mm-hmm. as they deserve it. And so I like sometimes being able to watch those guys that, yeah, they've been there. Like they've been in the bigs for a couple of years and they, they're not like the it guy, but I mean, they're still an, a great player and just try to see like little things that they're doing, you know, as a, you know, they're not in the spotlight as they, they are, but they feel like they are, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just, just watching, man, just watching. Absolutely. So between your high your career in high school and before, uh, when did you figure out you wanted to play ball professionally, and when did you figure out you wanted to be an outfielder? So I definitely it's it's always been, I mean, ever since as far as I can remember, my parents tell me. I mean, I, professional baseball has been the dream since day one, um, and and I've I, we're and we're still in it. You know, I'm, I get to live my dream every day, and it's such a blessing. And, um, well, can you repeat the second question? I'm sorry. Uh, when did you when did you learn you wanted to be an outfielder? 
So that's a good question. So I actually, uh, I grew up a shortstop. I mean, as everybody says, of -hmm. course, Um, I was always a middle uh, infielder. And then when I, I think it was when I was my 15, no, my 16U summer, um, Andy Burris uh, for Five Star, I was playing with. And he uh, came up to me, he was like, have you ever played, you know, center? And I was like, no, but. I mean, I'm definitely not against it. And he was like, you know, I think, you know, as you get older, you're going to see that there's some guys at short that are, that are really, really flashy. And so, and that was before I even like even played against some Latin guys for like FTV. And like, I really hadn't seen some dudes yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, yeah, you're right. And I, at the time I was like, you know, I'm a fast guy and I want to run. And, you know, sometimes it's short. I don't really get to run. You know, it's, it's just like a quick burst here, you know, there, whatever. But, and as soon as I, like, first day I get in the outfield, I mean, it's just like the the ropes were cut. Like, it's like a stallion almost, just a wide open field. That's that's how I feel out there. I mean, I just, it's free. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I'm, I'm hauling butt no matter what, all gas, no brakes all the time. You know, that's just the way I am. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy that I've, I've, I haven't been playing outfield too terribly long, but it's definitely where I was supposed to be for the long run. And I, I definitely love playing outfield. So for most of your career, you've always been, you've been more of a middle infielder until later on, you sort of figured out that, um, that out, the outfield is the place for you is what I'm, is, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just let my athleticism play a little bit better out there. Um, because like I said, there were, there were, I mean, I had, I had some dudes on my team too, that were, you know, just better arm strength or a little bit quicker hands. And, 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 you know, if, if that's, if that's the guy that we need at short to help win and I haven't played out that I need to start learning at 16 for later on I'm, my career is from what I'm being told. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And, and it of course worked out exactly the way it was supposed to. And, And by the way, before we get to the next question, I just got to say that answer that you said proves how much of a Southern boy and how much of a country guy you are <laughs> with all the stuff that you said. That's, I mean, I guess you got, you got me red-handed now. <laughs> you know hey, being down in the Southeast in that Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee kind of area, South North Carolina, that's a place to be. That's right. right. That's how I feel. Right, I just gotta say. So... Where's my next question? It is. So what went into your decision not to go to college and go straight into the MLB draft? Um, definitely the the dream, like I said, as a kid. You know, I all 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 Cole wants to do is play baseball, and that's still how I am today. And that's that's what I that was the thought. You know, this past whole year. You know, that's that's all I want to do. Just if I can, I just got to get through this this rough patch of what this is because I can't control it. I'm going to control what I can control. And I promise you the most those, those doors open up, I'm coming out hot. Like, I don't know if you're ready. So that's, that, that's what, that's, that's what the, the vibe I'm on coming in day one, whenever we get to go out there. So. Mm-hmm. And plus seeing that you were a second round guy, you must've been insanely scouted in high school. So how was that being scouted while you trying to just play your high school games? 
so it's it was it was really funny so the i remember my first home game my senior year and of course like you know i, I went to a a 3A private school in Georgia, small school. I, my graduating class was like one of the biggest ever. We had like, I think 63 kids, maybe. <laughs> um, like, small school, like, people, it blows people's mind. And mm-hmm. and so there, there's, like, I'd already made the All-American game. I, I was, you know, ranked and all this stuff. So there's there's a lot of talk. and But some people, you know, it's a small town, but it, it's not, it doesn't sound realistic. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. And I remember my first game, I had a BP before the game for the scouts. Well, I think the game was at like, the game was definitely at six. Well, I got, a, got out of school, came back real early. Like, I want to say my BP was at like 4.30 maybe. Got there at four, and there's 30-something scouts waiting behind home plate. Damn. And everybody, everybody that's in a car walking around the school, parents, I mean, everybody's stopping like, Dude, what is going on? Like, who? Why are there all these men just standing there? And then it's clicking with some of these people. Like, Cole's got a baseball. Oh, there's a baseball game today. What's up? Oh, they're for Cole. Yeah, there. He's not. He's not BSing everybody right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when I, I remember that, and and my headmaster is an awesome guy, and of course was you know on my side the whole time. He was like, he just he even he wasn't ready. Like, I think he was thinking maybe like 10. And honestly, I was too. Well, for some reason, they decided to bring out the whole the whole bag for, for opening day my senior year. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a shell shock to a lot of people that, that you know, just like I said, because of that whole small town thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to, to see that, you know, just because it was like, oh, my God, they're really here. Like, they're here to watch me. That's, that's really cool. So... Mm-hmm. That's my high school story yeah. for uh, scouting in high school. Now, were you getting scouted by any um, D1 colleges along with, or did you just automatically tell colleges, no, I'm going straight to the draft? Um, I, so I committed uh, to Georgia Southern my fall of my, uh, let's see, going into my sophomore season. Oh, really? Um, so I committed really early, and mm-hmm. – the, the thing about that it was is I, I had no idea I would be where I am right now mm-hmm. back when I was 16. I knew that if I wanted to play professional baseball that I had to go to a school where I could play, where I could put up numbers because I want to play as soon as I get there. And I had a lot of showcases. I did a lot of camps with them. Um, our trap organization, like we, we just – it's like the, the small town – I mean not small town but southern – like, it's just the way it was. My dad went there, um, and it was it was comfortable. It's, it's familiar. I knew it really well. I knew the coaches really well. Um, like I said, because I had been going to camp since I was 7th grade. So, from 7th grade to just the 12th or 10th, uh, you know, that I'd, I'd been scouted for, by them since that beginning of 7th grade or whatever. So, I'd been scouted by them for a while, so that's why I committed early. And then once I got – you know, into the summer circuit and started putting up some good numbers and getting some more attention, then it was like, well, why are you going there? And and see, that's you know, like what I just said. Well, I had no idea I would be where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So that, that's just the way it worked out. And so at that point, I was like, there's no reason to decommit or any of that stuff. Like I've 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 told this this 
team, you know, that I'm coming here if I don't go to uh, professional baseball. And, you know, I was blessed and fortunate enough to go where I went, and now we're here. All right. Now, we've been going on uh, talking a lot about your uh, high school career and kind of leading up to the NFL draft. But uh, tell us a little bit about your draft day story. See, everybody has a different uh, story about their draft day. Uh, and so uh, we, it was, it was really cool. So like, I don't know, like it was in the moment, you know, I'd, I've been thinking like a draft party, like what is like, what even is that? You know, like you don't really, like, how, how do you throw it? Do you throw it? You know what I mean? It's a weird thing. So what we did was uh, like me and my family and, you know, our closest friends, it was probably only like maybe 25 people. There wasn't many. We went uh, to my family's dealership. My dad and my great uncle uh, have been in the Ford business for all of three generations. Um, and so we put a projector and had the party at like in the dealership, at the front of the dealership, because uh, it's super open. And we, I happen to know the guy that, you know, has a key to the building. Mm -hmm. So it worked, it worked out really well. And, uh, you know, I remember, I remember I got the call from my agent saying, are you, are you good with this? And I'm shaking, you know, am I good with this? Like, what do you, what kind of question is yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and I remember me and my dad had walked away, like to talk with him on the phone about it. And then we came back. And they're like, what'd they say? We're like, you know, talking. It was a whirlwind. I mean, literally, it's a blur. And we're watching the thing, and it goes 67 or 63rd overall. The Red Sox select Cole Brandon, dude. I got chills and kind of get choked up saying it right now. I mean, that, dude, that's, I mean, I literally hit my knees in that, that dealership. Like, immediately broke down. Like, all, all emotions were lost at that moment. I mean, just because all the work to get to this moment and all the sacrifice and, you know, the money and, and everything my family has done, you know, to get to that moment, it was it was unreal. And, and I know that hopefully I'll have another moment like that one day on my debut. And and that's what we're that's what we're playing towards now. And win it. Absolutely. Now, I I can assume that that first moment of shock was just hearing your name but what happened when it finally all um we finally felt it all and you realized hey i'm going to the red Sox." how did that feeling I, hit you i mean it was and, and honestly it, it still doesn't set in really because and i went you know thinking that during quarantine you know and that hopefully we can get to talking about that because oh, we I, got we got some questions about that yeah elaborate <laughs> on that um but just um just in the, just how blessed I really was and still am, you know, I mean, it's just to take a, a kid like me from, from Perry, Georgia, that's not a big town, a, a small private school. And he goes all the way to second round on draft night. I mean, it's just, you can't write it up any better. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And I know um, the majority of our fans, Oh, at least some of them are around that, high school age that love playing the game of baseball. And I hope at least some of them can take inspiration from your story, because if I was in high school at this point, when I was still playing baseball, cause I was exactly like you were saying this small town kid who played center field, 
that tried to make it big, you know, I would have loved to hear your story at that point. Like, I hope somebody else can get that sort of inspiration from it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I would say, tell them that my insp- my inspiration is comes from my faith. So I, I don't want to take full credit for the, the, I guess the, I don't even know what the word would be credit or anything really. I mean, I, it was a, it was a very stressful time. I mean, because there's so much unknown. So, I mean, definitely my faith and my family, definitely those two support systems are are why I'm still successful today and, and was able to go through all that and, and be where I am for sure. So I would say take, if, if they need, you know, encouragement, take it from that. I gotcha. So how long was it from the time you played your last high school game to your first game in the minors? I believe I saw that your first game in the minors was sometime in like August of 2017. Somewhere around there? I think, let's see. So the draft was June 6th. I think we started, I started in GCL. Honestly, I think it was pretty quick. I think, I think I was probably playing games by the end of that month, to be honest with you, the end of June, maybe beginning of July. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was the end of June that you stopped playing. So um, it was only, what, a couple months, if that, between your last high school game and your first minor league game. How hard was it to go from that transition from high school to being a true professional in just a few, a few short months? Yeah, and, and you know, I'm still learning – how to be a professional today. Um, you know, it's coming in, I, of course, you know, you're like, holy cow, this is, this is my life now. And I, I just took it slow, you know, not trying to do, be crazy with it because, you know, now I'm, it's another, it's a lot higher level of play now. So I, I, the only thing I, in my mind I could go back to was like the summer circuit when I'm facing, you know, the best of the best. So I would try to get into that and just be patient with it. And then, you know, get my time and down and the rest was history mm. after the first game, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, um, throughout your minor league career, uh, what would you say has been your favorite place to play so far? They say favorite place to play. It came yeah. off the road. Favorite place to play. What was the end? What just, was the second point? Uh, just your favorite so place far. to play so far in your minor league career. Um, let's think about this. Uh, I really like uh, the Firefly Stadium. They got a beautiful stadium uh, in Columbia. Um, I mean, I love the Greenville Park. I mean, it, it really doesn't, to me, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it, Greenville Stadium is literally top-notch, best of the best. I mean, it is beautiful. I got you. Um, how did you like playing in Lowell? Because when I was younger – Lowell was such a big place for me because I, I started um, when I was young. That's where I was first raised was in Lowell. So those are my first baseball memories of getting to experience the Lowell Spinners. So how was your experience playing in Lowell? It was awesome. So, I mean, that was my first time being in the Northeast in the summertime. And I'd always heard how beautiful it was. And, I mean, they weren't wrong. They were not lying about it. Mm. And, I mean, every game – I mean, it was like the most ideal weather you could make. So, like, 65 
the wind's blowing, cool breeze, so like you're barely sweating. I mean, it's it's perfect. <laughs> and I grew up with the the '95. That's that's how it's gonna be. There really really ain't no way around it. So to to be able to play ball every day and and you know 65 to 75 was was awesome. Mm-hmm. Man, I I I can feel that with the uh, summer weather, like. In Florida, it's abysmal, especially Florida, Georgia. The summer weather down there is abysmal. Oh, it is. It's hot. I mean, I remember playing at Lake Point, uh, which is the the all turf complex in uh, Emerson, Georgia, where they do a lot of PG events. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can literally see the heat waves reflect. I mean, I swear it's probably 105 on the turf in the summertime. Yeah, somewhere but like there. that's but like that's what we're we're used to that down here. I mean, that's what it is. It's either playing that or I mean, you don't play. <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, I could definitely uh, uh, breathe a little easier up there for sure too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as hot, mm-hmm. humid. Yeah. So we were talking about um, twenty twenty a little bit before and how it was not especially fair to minor leaguers like yourself. Cause you kind of got thrown into the situation of saying, Hey, you're not going to be able to play for a full year. And unfortunately we know some minor league players were let go and they had to go through some tough times, but how have you been able to kept, uh, to keep in shape, even though you weren't able to play in 2020, did your workout regimen change at all? How did that really come into play? Yeah. So when, of course, you know, when I first got back home, you know, it's the most unknown thing I've ever heard of. Mm. And so I mean I just said, okay, well we're just gonna we're just gonna go in off season mode. Okay, so we're gonna go so I took a step back and I looked myself in the mirror. I said I said, what what do I what am I not good at and what are my weaknesses? And I'm gonna build them up and I'm gonna start there. And the first thing that came to my mind was my lower half. And being a speed guy, you know, this probably doesn't make much sense, but I just personally, like any time I got under a squat bar, like I was always, a, uh, I mean, I could put up weight, but like squat just wasn't my thing. And I didn't like that at all because it, it just, I felt like it wasn't a fair representation of me. Yeah. And so I'm talking with, uh, you know, Travis Grimes, who's my uh, trainer down in Georgia. Um, and we got a program set up and, and, Man, it's all all lower half, mainly specific, um, and you know doing the doing that, focusing on that, and then I also did squat tober, and I know that's probably people are gonna say that's stupid, whatever. No. Well, let me tell you something. I never done it, and I said, you know what, I ain't got nothing to lose, so let's let's I'm gonna give it a try, and honestly, I'm a huge, huge fan of that program because I did it by the book and I think that's part of the reason I think I feel the way I feel, you know, right now. I mean, I, I was able to put up 405 for, for one and I, it wasn't the, the point of it wasn't doing 405. It was just the work and, and seeing myself get better every day. And it, and it's hard because I'm, I mean, you're literally getting under the bar every day, no matter how you feel, and you and you've got to do what they say if you want, of course, at the end, because the end 
says, you know, if you do it, you should be able to increase your max or whatever you want by, you know, X amount of percent. And, and so I focused on that and, and got better got stronger. Um, I think I physically matured a lot more uh, this year just because I was able to be in a weight room for a year. Yeah. And I haven't, I, I haven't had that, and I, I don't even know how long, to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever had it, really. Like, no baseball, just weight room, really, for a year. I mean, I don't really know the time where I, I, I had that. Mm-hmm. So, it was all, you know, it was all about con- controlling what you could control. And so, that's what I did. I, I controlled what I could control, and that was my my work ethic throughout the pandemic, no matter what, get it in, find a way. Because, you know, and, and I was fortunate to be in Georgia where, you know, it wasn't near as strict. So I had a lot. I, I was able to work out at 619, which is the place. Um, I mean, I was able to work out there the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had to work out at home, you know, because my gyms were closed or, you know, so I was I was very fortunate that I was able to do that um, consistent for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about with um... – down south, like we got very lucky that not a lot of stuff got closed down. So it wasn't like we didn't have restrictions, but we were able to do more things. Like, for example, I was talking with um, someone else who was coming into the Red Sox organization this year, just got traded here. His name's Christian Koss. He lives down in California. And I asked him, like, what was it like? And he said, I had nothing. I had to build my own gym. Yeah, literally. I mean, those guys. I mean, they did. They they pretty much all became carpenters, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, yeah, like exactly like that. So I mean, it was very. I was very fortunate to be able to to go to six one nine every day and and work because, it, like like you said, a lot of people can't mm-hmm. or weren't so able. So Cole, you t- you tell us you had to go to uh, use the weight room a lot. Um, I'm actually a gym rat myself. Uh, what was your favorite? exercise to do what was your favorite muscle group to exercise so me and uh me and my brother or i'm so i'm one of five so i'm the oldest um mm-hmm. twin, uh, twins uh twin brothers uh, under me then my younger brother and then my younger sister so hulk we call him hulk um and it's really funny in retrospect because growing up as a kid he always had the hulk smash hands you know the foam hands you remember those mm-hmm. and he was he was kind of my so like I had Travis at six one nine my baseball gym and then my home gym and my brother's a lot bigger than me a lot stronger than me so I was able to try to push myself to his level and I would say if he was in the car he would he would say back and buy for sure dude we we wear it out I mean we really do definitely probably our favorite ah gotcha. So I have a question for you and you don't have to answer this if you don't want, but, um, with you talking about like weight and power and all that stuff, um, have you ever taken a look at your scouting report? Yeah, I I have, uh, I try not to get too in depth with, with the critics, of course, Mm -hmm. like everybody. Um, but then again, it is there and you can read it. Um, but I just, I think it was, I, I don't know why my, I, I was so not worried, but like wanted to put a lot of work in my lower half. I just, I felt like that's where I, it was a good place to start. And so I just, I went with it and thankfully it worked out great. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was because after I, I watched myself for a couple months get stronger and then I picked up the bat, I was like, okay, this, I think I might be on to something here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm starting to I'm starting to click with some balls, and I've never really felt that strong in in that swing before. And now I'm I'm feeling that I'm really feeling connected with the ground. And so that I, mean, I think that's why one of the reasons I'm so excited because nobody's seen my new swing really. I mean I put it I put it up on my social media a little bit, mm-hmm. but I kind of I kind of wanted to be the 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 guy in the shadows and that's that's how I looked at it this whole year I I didn't want to I wanted to come back a surprise and not not really like I'm gonna show whoever said that I couldn't do it no that's not I'm doing it for because I love the game and I love my job and it's my purpose I was put here to do it mm-hmm. and and I have a lot of confidence in that and that's where my confidence comes from and that's why I'm so excited to play for sure. Absolutely, because after reading, after reading it, because I did take a quick peek at it before we. Um, while well, I, was I, will say, I haven't read it in a long time, but I, you you feel free to if you have it pulled up. I mean, you can read it. Make a lot of me. No, um, because I I thought it was very disrespectful because one of the things it says underneath your um underneath the power section is it says no power potential and not a part of his game doesn't hit the ball in the air enough and lacks strength to hit the ball over the fence. And to me, that just seems insanely disrespectful. But hearing what you just said about your new weight gain and stuff like that, I need you to go out there and make them change that after like the second game. Yeah, it's man, it's you know, I, and that's fine. I don't have I don't have a problem hearing that. And it, it's you know, I I had you know the two two or three what two years before mm-hmm. this year. I mean, I I wasn't near as connected in the ground, and so I, I mean. And are they wrong? Kind of, yeah. I think, yeah, that's a little harsh. <laughs> but, but, they're, but they're not all the way wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I definitely, saying nope, I'm not, I, just, I guess I know who I am as a player now, so it doesn't, it doesn't, those things don't bother me at all because I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that I can drive the ball, and they're going to see it one way or another. It's just in time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's, that's funny they say that, though. It really is. Make make them see it. I love like, a bunch no, of athletes saying no, that. No potential at all. Like, we're just going to go ahead and go straight to at all. That's, that's what I was right saying. Up. That was – I looked at that. I'm like, damn, that is so disrespectful. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Man. Well, and, I, I guess – I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to shake the, the hand of who wrote that one and say, hey, I mean, I'd love to – take you to work out and maybe BP and maybe watch my 2021 season mm-hmm. highlights. Take him 450 dead center. That's yeah. how you do it. 450 dead center first game. Bring it. What do you got it. now? Do it. All right. <laughs> do it. I need it. I Like I said, I need you to change that scouting report. We don't, we don't, we don't want it. We need it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Man, I got, I got all the faith in the world in that. Now, so, uh, Cole, what can Boston fans expect out of you as you climb through the, the Red Sox organization? They, I would say, you know, I really, like I've said, you know, throughout this interview, I, I really found out who I am as a player, my identity, 
Um, and that's why I'm really excited because, you know, Darren Fencer, who I love a lot, he's an awesome coach and he's so smart. And he told me, you know, Cole, you can't steal first. And I was, he was, he was like, you know, I, I wish you could, but you can't. And I was, I, I really was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, I'm going to try to be the first guy to steal first in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. But obviously it's not real. But in my mind, I'm saying that because I've created a swing and an approach that I feel like if I stick to it, and of course you're going to chase pitches, you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But I just need to get the first. So if I don't hit it and walk, guess what I can do? I can steal second and third. So that's, but that, and that's fine with me. I don't like, okay, walk me. I dare you, dude. Because now you got to deal with this on the ground, running. And I promise you, you don't want to deal with it. It's a problem. And he told me that. He said, when you get on base, you're a problem. And I like being a problem. So I, I kind of created the swing and the approach now so that I can get to first more, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. And plus, just just as this interview as a whole, I love the confidence that you have in yourself. Sometimes when people are out there, like we said, that don't have the confidence in you, you need to bury the confidence in yourself. And you're you're just everything I'm hearing right now is just a pure definition of that. And I love it. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I really do. <laughs> All right. So kind of going off of that, do you compare your style of play to anyone up in the major leagues right now? I have kind of an idea of a player in mind of everything I've read and everything you've described, but I'll let you answer. Oh goodness. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I think I'd rather hear you say it because yeah, you go first, honestly. All right. So this, this guy is one of my favorite players and I truly love, not one of, is my favorite player. And I truly love the way he plays the game. Guy who just left the Red Sox, which breaks my heart, Jackie Bradley Jr. Good fielder, good speed on him. Not afraid to just be tenacious. I, I agree. I, I hopefully I there's there's more people that see that comp. So I let me tell you about one of the nicest guys. I mean, literally one of the nicest guys on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And watching him. The way he moves, I mean, he literally runs like a deer. I don't know if you've ever seen him up close run, but he runs, like, really well on his toes. Like, it's very, like, explosive run, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's fun to watch. It really is. Dude can fly. Dude can jump. I mean, we've all seen his highlights. It's unreal. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, hopefully I can uh, keep getting better every day and get, get to that level. So Cole, um, I actually have an, I have another question to ask. So I noticed you've talked a lot about your speed, about how you love to run, about how you want to get on base and really just be a threat, be a problem, as you've said. So what's kind of, what's gotten you to sort of have that sort of passion in uh, using your legs and really using that as a weapon? Um, I, I think because it, that's, that's where, if you break my game down all the way down, which I've done and which I did, like, when I, the quarantine talk, mm. I mean, 
my speed, every single thing goes off of it. If you drew, if you wrote down speed and then drew a bunch of lines off, like off of it. So you've got speed. I mean, we can break it down to, you know, charging the, the ground ball to the outfield, cutting the, the distance down close to throw him out. I mean, that plays. Then you got running on the bases, steal bases. You got running down or, you know, bang, bang plays that could be, you know, a hit because I'm busting my line or busting my butt down the line. You know, so all, like literally all, every, my whole game is off of that. And so I really kind of embodied that. And so that's why it's like everything's off speed. Like, and so my swing, yeah, I, I'm going to stay in the box. I'm going to use my legs. But as soon as that ball touches that bat, I'm gone. See ya. I, I, I'm thinking three until somebody tells me no. That's the way I look at it. And I can tell you honestly, if Cole Brandon hits the ball on the bat and you're wondering what he's thinking, he is thinking three all day long. No, there's no stopping until he said, like somebody says stop. So I just want to clarify the air. He's never thinking double. So ever. He's always thinking triple. I, I, I love this like that kind of attitude. All right. Adam, let me, let me take the next one. Cause I'm curious on it. So us and our fans want to get to know the more personal left side of you. We've been talking a ton about, baseball and all that fun stuff, which is why we're here. You're a baseball player where we're a Red Sox podcast, but we want to know the other side of you. So what other hobbies do you have outside of baseball? And I know you was talking a little bit about the way deer run and stuff. So I'm going to guess you're a little bit of a hunter. <laughs> okay. So this is a lot of people don't know this. Uh, well, a lot of people do know it. A lot of people don't know it. So growing up, my family had, a hunting and fishing TV show for eight years on Direct TV. Really? And yes. And it was called Aaron's Outdoors. Our main sponsor was Aaron's, the furniture company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had that. So we also did, we had the first ever completely camo NASCAR ever. And wow. it had Aaron's Outdoor, like whole thing. We had, we got the hood of the house. No, actually the hood is in my brother's, apartment in college hanging on the wall it's stupid <laughs> sick. and so like that so hunting fishing that i mean that's that's what i grew up on um i mean we live we live out in the middle of nowhere right now um we hunt where we live um i'm also a huge 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 fly fisher um before my granddad passed away that was something that he passed on to me when i was really young only because I was nosy and went in his closet and grabbed it because I looked it looked cool and I was like, "Hey, what is this?" And then a whole other world opened up. So that that you know helps me uh, you know remember him a lot. And so I, I was able to uh, travel to Montana this summer, and it was somewhere I've always wanted to go for fly fishing. And we I have a first cousin that lives out there, so me and not Hulk. Uh, my twin brother, but the other one, Toxie, his name's Toxie. His, his, his name's not Hulk, it's Hatch. But uh, with Toxie and his girlfriend went uh, with me, and uh, dude, we had a blast, man. It was, I mean, it did, the, the scenery doesn't look real. It, it really doesn't. Um, I mean, we caught a ton of fish, had a blast. Um, hunting and fishing, that's, that's definitely um all me i love cars i'm a big car guy obviously through the my family uh i grew up in a dealership (laughs) literally Mm -hmm. um so i'm a huge car guy 
Bills. So, um, oh, and weightlifting. That's my other passion. Mm. Yes. Can't leave that one out. Sorry. <laughs> I'll say so, those three. Those are that's a three. That's a solid three right there. Mm. I put I put fly fishing in its own category because it is its own thing. It's not London fishing. It's fly fishing. That's just, it's a different element. Yeah. <laughs> so hearing a lot about your uh, about your fishing. Uh, could you tell us a, the story about the, the your favorite catch that you've ever made? Favorite catch. So I would say catching that brown that I caught uh, in Montana. So funny thing, every time I go fly like trout fishing, I always catch a brown. I always do. I don't know why, but I do. And so when I, when I got hooked up on the fish, I mean, it's running, we're in a drift boat and, uh, you know, I'm fighting it and we, it gets close enough. And my cousin goes, it's a brownie. And I'm like freaking out. Like, dude, please get this fish in the net. Please don't let this thing break or pop off. Cause the hooks, you know, millimeters mm-hmm. and dude, we get it in. And I'm, I'm just like, I got it. I'm good. I got a brownie in my town. I mean, what How else big was it? I'm trying to think. I want to find a picture of this. I need to. I'll, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give you a fair inch. I'm not gonna lie about it. <laughs> Let me see. It was about. Educated guess. 20, 20, 22 inch, twenty three inch. Ooh, damn. I mean, it, was, it, it was a. It was a hammer. <clears throat> so two feet. Damn, that's. That's pretty. Oh yeah, cool. big, big brownie. Mm. All right, so, um, actually, I need to take over the next question. Sure. So, uh, what are your thoughts so far on this 2021 Red Sox team? I'm not sure if you've been uh, following uh, any of the major league teams, but uh, what are your what are your thoughts on this uh, on your uh, major league affiliate, the Red Sox? Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to watch and learn from, I mean, I, I hate that we didn't, or I hate that our spring training was split up because uh, I really like watching uh, Kike Hernandez and when we got him, I was like, dude, no way. Like he's, he looks like such a cool guy. He's hilarious. I was really hoping I could see him and meet him, but obviously we, we weren't able to yet. But, mm-hmm. uh, and then like, I'm really, I'm really close with uh, Tanner Howe, which shoved today. So oh, I saw that. Super, super proud of him, dude. Um, he's he's an awesome guy. Total total jokester, but awesome guy. So he shoved. Um, just rooting on my boys and and watching the the guys that are really good do it. Mm-hmm. Like JD, like JD, I think he had. Did he end up with four hits today, or did I know he had three? Was it through Adam? Do you know? Uh, Hulk. No, uh, JD. How many hits he have? He he went three for four. Yes, four. Three for four. Yeah, so I saw he had three. I couldn't repeat. He got four. So just yeah. So just watching those. Like I watched JD a lot or uh, Jackie, like you said, when he was there. You know, mm-hmm. getting to talk to him. Just trying to just watching the guys that are there now, so that you know when I get there, I know I know you know a little bit better. I know I'm not gonna know what I'm doing right off the bat, like they talk about. But but I hopefully I'll have a, a good idea of what I'm doing. All right, so I got to ask you a question that one of or one or two of my fans um, asked if I could tell you. So yeah, two, two parts to this question. First, 
what do you feel your experience is going to be like the first time you hit Fenway Park? And second off, if you were with this MLB team right now, how well or how incorporated do you think you would be with Tunnel Time? Tunnel Time? What? Explain the Tunnel Time. Like, oh, you haven't heard about that? Uh-uh. So basically what they do for Tunnel Time is when someone hits a home run, they basically get someone in a cart and just roll them through the dugout. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know they called it. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. How would you feel you'd oh, be incorporated saying- with that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've kind of been, like, when I see it live, like, I kind of think about it. Um, dude, I don't know. I think I do, like, a. I think because I'm a, I'm a speed guy and a runner, I mm-hmm. think I'd, and I don't even watch Naruto, I would do the Naruto run. <laughs> I think that's what I'd do. I like, inst- instinctively, I think that's what I'd do. Around the bases or in the dugout? No, no, that would hey, that would go instantly viral if you did it around the bases. I, I, I would become the most famous baseball player ever. <laughs> exactly. Like immediately. I mean, hey, it might, might be worth a shot. <laughs> but and then the first question, oh my, I can't. I don't even. I mean, it would. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be like the feeling that I got when I played in the All American Games, but like times a million. Because when I was, I remember vividly when I was at center field at, in Chicago, like just looking from my view, I, I mean, it's the most, it's almost like deer in the headlights because I was just taking it in for a second. I'm like, yeah, we're really out of here right now, aren't we? Yep, we really are. Like it was just the most, just craziest feeling. So hopefully get to feel that feeling every day. For 162 days straight. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Man, and let me, let me ask this. Do you ever feel you would be good at playing left field in Fenway, guarding up against the Green Monster? Yes, of course. I mean, look, I'm I'm a guy that's willing to do whatever it takes. Okay, I'm I'm South Georgia. I'm I'm pretty tough. So if I have to get up and close and personal with the monster every now and then, that's no problem. That ain't no big thing. I can see it because we've had we've had some stars that we don't like yeah, cough cough Hanley Ramirez that really didn't <laughs> enjoy the monster that, at all. I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed watching Benny uh, play left field off the monster. I mean, he really he I think he really like embodied how you're supposed to play a ball off the wall and mm-hmm. just like just watching you know how well or like when he would deep people like he was really good at that. Yes. Like those little things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, just watching that, I mean, just trying to, you know, replicate that any any chance I get, you know. Because, I mean, I've had some spring uh, spring games when I was uh, in left, and I'm, I mean, I'm totally comfortable there. I got – you just got to remember you can't go back as far. And so, mm-hmm. because of that, it's, you just got to keep everything in front. And then it, the moment you got to go back really, really hard, you know that it's, it's got to be – it's over your head, off the wall, or gone, you know. Yes. So there's, it's actually not as hard as some people may think because of that reason. Okay. Yeah, and like, like you were saying, Manny, amazing at playing left field. I love watching Manny. This is some of my first memories was watching Manny. Hanley, not so much. <laughs> big, big difference between big, the two. It's just like, and I would say like Fenster, I mean, if he preaches it to us, I mean, it's, 
just knowing you just got to know where you're at. If you know where you're at at all times, you know, you, you, you should be fine for the most part. Mm-hmm. All right. Adam, you want to take this next one? I'll take the last one. Definitely. All right. Now, uh, now this is baseball. So a lot of different players have all these different superstitions, this weird, weird stuff that they do. Uh, so uh, asking you personally, what do you, uh, do you have any superstitions that when it comes to your hitting routine or any other aspect of the game? Yes, I do. And you're definitely going to laugh. Okay. So all right. and this, this became an accident. Like it wasn't like something that I was like searching for. It just kind of, I don't know when that song comes on in my headphones in the clubhouse, that's when I know I got to flip the switch. And it is Rockstar by Nickelback. Oh, my God. Okay. When that thing, I'm, dude, honestly, we don't need to talk about it too much. It's going to flip the switch. But that's the song. I don't know what, I don't know what about it. That's what it is. I don't know. Man, I'm, I'm, I, I got to actually, no, that's not true. There's a couple songs, but I have to end. Like, before I go out, that's got to be the last song. What are, what are some of the other songs? I mean, I'm a big rap guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a big little baby fan. I know that's probably crazy. South Georgia Hunter, <laughs> little baby. Like that's also one of my hidden talents. Like I can rap, not like, like, like from memory. Like I can sing their songs. Like I can, I can spit a little bit. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, like, so little little baby for sure. I mean, can you give us a verse right now. <laughs> uh, no, let's, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Just because I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's not. No, nah, you, uh, you don't have to. But um, what was I going to say? Here's the difference. Just because I don't, don't want to say something bad. I don't want to slip up. Oh, yeah. No, we was – here's the difference. You say you like – well, before we were doing this interview, Adam and I were sitting here rocking to a little bit of ACDC and a little bit of Dropkick Murphys. All right. That's that's uh, the route I thought we were going to go with that. <laughs> well, the, it's honestly – now that I and I know you're gonna say, "Oh, he's saying this because we're laughing." I no. Now that I think about it, I need to mix it up because I've been using that, and I'm I'm a different guy now. So I think I should mix it up. So how about this? How about on this? I'll tell you what my new song will be. That way, you hear it hot off the press. All right, we get breaking news. So we're gonna change this year. The song's gonna be "Home Sweet Home" by Motley Crue. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm. I'm. We have a. Uh. Me. I. Me. One of my. Or both my brothers. Actually, all my brothers and two of our other really close friends. We created this clique pretty much over quarantine, and we did everything together. And we call ourselves crew. Mm-hmm. I was like, we gotta have something. And for some, I think that the dirt, the movie, the dirt. Have y'all seen that on Netflix? I've not. I've been told about it by one of my friends. He says it's a great song. Big Motley Crue fan. No, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he said yeah, he said he's, the he's movie seen is The movie's sick. And so I think it, we all like watched together. So, so Motley Crue was just like the quarantine vibe, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, so like, like we'd go fishing like on the lake. I mean, we're just, dude, we're Blair and Crue. You know what I mean? Like that's just, that's just, that's what we're doing. All right. So, so I don't depressed. That's gonna be the song this year that I got in with. All right. So here's that, that's just so that piano intro is just gonna gonna be different. Mm-hmm. So here's what's gonna happen. All right. Now you're gonna start playing that song to start every game. You're gonna start batting 400 right off the bat, 
And I'm going to need a text saying thank you for that. Cole, can I give you some advice on Motley Crue? What's up, Adam? Cole, could I give you a song suggestion for for uh, Motley Crue for like right before your games? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, so we bla- me and my buddy, so we're gym buddies. So like when we go to the gym, we blast that – about to uh we blast this like on the way and like we have to get on the highway to get to the gym sometimes um same old situation we blast that you it's impossible to play that and not go 90 90 down the highway i'm telling you like you play that five guaranteed 500 batting average right out of the gates home sweet home no what's it called Same, same old situation oh same old situation Mm-hmm. Right, listen, I'm literally, I'm doing this live right now. Same old situation. situation. Wait, you yeah, can't, you can't play it because we're going to get called copyright, but play it after. Play, no, I, what's no, I'm, add, I'm adding to the playlist right now. Ooh. Loads of testosterone in that one song. Telling, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's going to, it'll change your <laughs> so, life forever. It already says SOS then. In other words, these pictures, they're going to need some saving. <laughs> oh hell yeah all I'm gonna say. oh we got you all right adam before we get into the last question is there any other questions you got to ask what's your favorite movie favorite movie oh my goodness i mean oh, god. oh my god i need time for that one i'm so sorry i can definitely message you back with the answer though oh we gotta have yeah, it definitely. Not, not even for the youtube we just gotta have it for yeah I, yeah I will, I will get y'all that answer mm-hmm. All right. So the final question I have, I've asked everyone that I've had on the show, like, um, I had Garrett Whitlock on back in December after he got the rule five drafted to here. Um, I don't know if you ever teammates with him, but a guy named Brendan Salucci played in Lowell for a long time, was good, good friends of mine. Um, he, uh, I gave him a big hug today. Really? I did. I'm good. With, I'm I'm close with Chalucci, man. He's an awesome guy. Bro, he, awesome guy. He's one of the most down to earth people I've ever met. Yes, he is. Like, dude, dude is an inspiration in that. And other guys I've had on the show, like Zach Bryant. Have you met him yet? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, he just got he just got traded here. I don't know if you remember, but a month or two back, we had those full. Sox beat writers were having their field day with clickbaiting, saying Bryant from the Cubs to the Red Sox. And no, it wasn't Chris Bryant. It was Zach Bryant. <laughs> I felt I felt bad for the guy, but he's like, yeah, I'll embrace yeah, it. It puts my name in the spotlight. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Bryant to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> exactly. So I ask all those guys that same question, but I got to ask you also. So we know the road to MLB is an extremely road – hard road to travel but for the most part you've made the steps that you've had to to get on your way there you've always been highly scouted even though coming from a very very small school you got scouted and just made it directly into the minor leagues so what would you say to that kid that's in high school that might be trying to make it to the minors or that college kid from a small school trying to make it to the draft what advice would you have to them knowing that you've been down this road already I'm going to give you something that I came up with during quarantine. And some people might not like it. And no, that's not true. I'm not going to say that. You should not like it because it's it's true. Mm-hmm. 
I never liked being told trust the process. Oh, that's because, a... and here's and here's why because I did I didn't understand what it meant. Mm-hmm. And COVID literally revealed it to me. And so I said, you know what? I'm gonna make my own, and it's in my bio right now, actually. And I would look that kid in the face and say, I got three things for you. And if you do them in this order, you should be, you should be all right. No, actually, no, you're going to be fine. And that's trust God, then trust your work, and then you can trust the process. You can't trust the process if you don't even trust your work. And if you don't trust your – you can't trust your work, I feel like, if I, if I don't trust the, the creator of everything. So, and who's, who gave me all the abilities that I have. So that, that's, that's the advice I would give. And, and, and that's why I have confidence is because that's, that's my, my thing. And I know it works because like I said, or like it says in the Bible, it says, I, I might not know, or Jesus says, you might not know what I'm doing now, but later you will. And that really resonated with me during quarantine. And it, it put a lot of peace with it because you realize you're not in control. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You, you don't want to be the, 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 that has all the cards because you're, you're not going to do it right. Mm-hmm. So that I would, that's, that's the advice I would give them. And I hope that that would give a lot of peace and, also, a lot of confidence because it, it gives me a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. Now, I just, I just got to say, first, I'm going to start using that myself because I just saw that in your bio, and that is just now that you describe that, that makes perfect sense. I didn't, I didn't really understand it before, and I hated the phrase "trust the process" because that was a Philadelphia 76ers reference. I'm a diehard Celtics fan, so I would never use that. <laughs> but just hearing everything you said, that makes perfect sense to me, and like. Kind of going off that, one of my favorite Bible verses that I go off of is a book or a verse in Isaiah, which basically says, "And God asked, who can I, um, who can I call to serve me?" And I stepped up and said, "Here I am." That's awesome. And, but, um, you got anything else to say before we sign off? Ooh, uh, Cole. Uh, I asked, I asked the last guy, uh, I interviewed, but he didn't have a favorite. Um, so I run, I run a football podcast for the NFL. I actually accidentally, uh, in one of the questions asked NFL draft instead of MLB draft, but, uh, do you have a favorite NFL team? You a big football guy? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a football guy for sure, but I'm not like, I guess, I don't know. I I get too caught up in my own work to watch somebody else's work. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, but de- I mean, I definitely want, I, I like watching it because you know why those guys are the best at what they do. And so it's, it's cool to watch. I would say, I mean, it's, I know, it's, it's bad to say, I haven't been to a Falcons game. I've always wanted to go to one, but I've never really been able to. I don't know why, but, uh, I don't know if I really have a favorite team. I like, no, I don't have a favorite team. I just like watching the dudes, of course, the goat, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. like all, all the dudes, you just like watch them. Cause they're, like I said, they're the best at what they do. That's really cool. And absolutely. And I know, I know I've completely forgot about that. I know he has to ask that because I, I mainly run this show and he 
he's been one of my best friends for a while and he runs a football podcast so he just has to ask that question but gotta ask it's, it's required yeah with that being said i got no more questions for you cole thank you so much for coming on this was probably one of the most down-to-earth interviews that i've ever done and it was awesome yeah man thank you guys so much i had an absolute blast um definitely if you if you ever want to do it again i'm absolutely down maybe do it after something good happens <laughs> uh hopefully nothing bad but uh but yeah thank you guys so much i really appreciate it man we'll keep in touch and i'll try and get you on once you're you know out of the season so you have plenty more time i don't want to really bug you while you're in season but after the season ends i'll definitely want to get you back on the show and talk to you about how the season went for you so that was the interview for you guys i hope you really did enjoy it. and for those sticking around for the youtube premiere with me god bless you guys you know you are the best and i believe that he said that he was going to be in it so he might have been in the comments with us saying some extra stuff but i don't know about that yet this is still the night before adam you got anything else you want to say about the interview orioles 162 and 0 confirmed that also, has nothing to do with the interview but okay. also about the interview I, you you added that last about the interview thing right before like it was already in my mind i was about to say it. it's just impulse 162 and 0 for the for the baltimore orioles congratulations on your world championship um cole Go take him 450 dead center. 450 dead center. If you guys remember that part of the interview, you already know. All right. This man was disrespected on his scouting report. All right. I'm not even going to. No power. No power. That's what they said. That's what they said. First at bat. Quote. Quote. (laughs) No power potential, not a part of his game. That's. We got to get some binoculars to watch that ball sail out. Game one. I'm calling it. All right, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep an eye, just as the rest of the guys you guys have seen. All right, keep an eye on this guy. We definitely are. We're gonna make sure of it, and we are gonna have these guys back on the show come at the end of the off season when they have plenty of time to relax, to rest up. We don't want to we don't want to disrupt them while they're doing their jobs. So, with that being said, to Cole, huge thank you once again, as always. God bless, guys. Adam, you got anything to say to the people before we head off? Orioles, 162. Bro, you just said this. Confirmed. I don't know why I bring you on anymore. But Yankees suck. Yankees suck. Happy Yankees Easter suck. to you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing Easter with your families. I'm going to be spending it with my two sisters. But with that being said, thank you guys so much. I will see you guys in episode 67. Roll that outro music. We're going to hopefully get some non-copyrighted rock and roll music in here if I can find some. We'll see you guys next time.